Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Co Show. I am here with my co-host, the shorter and uglier version of me, Aaron Co. <laughs> um, for those who don't know us, we are huge Seattle sports fans. Uh, for those who do know us, you've talked to us enough or seen our social media enough to know that already. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we talk about pretty much sports all the time, and we figured... You know, we have some interesting conversations, I'd say. We so. do, we do. I'm usually right. So that's the best part. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we figured we figured we might as well at least record it, and you know, maybe we can listen to it down the road if absolutely zero other people listen to it, <laughs> which I feel like might be the case. Millions, but. millions of people out there right now listening. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, this is kind of weird though, because I mean, for the first for the first couple episodes, it'll definitely just be people that we know watching. And then um, hopefully, I mean, hopefully we are able to keep this up and, and keep it moving forward. And maybe some people that we don't know will start watching us. Um, but I figure, you know, since, you know, the the grandparents and, you know, the family friends are watching. Hi, Mom. <laughs> um, I figure we'd probably, probably give a little bit of a disclaimer. We will be using our full vocabulary. Our full vocabulary. So that means if you don't want to uh, listen to me say bad words... Um, turn this shit off and go ahead and, you know, go listen to Oprah's podcast. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple music, really any, any audio platform, go ahead and listen to hers. But yeah. Um, so we figured what is a better way to really introduce ourselves than to list our 10 favorite athletes. And these aren't just, you know, who is the best player on our favorite teams. These are guys that, for whatever reason, we have some odd personal connection to uh, guys that we grew up with playing. We just like watching play. We like their personality, whatever it is. Uh, we took a liking to them specifically more than other players. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess let's just jump right into it. huh? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right. Uh, so we I have some honorable mentions. Do you? I do. OK, so we have some honorable mentions and I have I have it listed 10 to 1. Um I, I'm not going to say that these are in particular exact order, but I'm just going to, in general, move up to my number one spot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Start off with your first honorable mention. Okay, yeah, and mine are not – they're mine are somewhat in order, um, but not exactly. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they're just kind of all over the map. There's a couple of Hall of Famers in there. Um, there's some – there's, a you know, a walk-on at UW. Um, yeah. There's, there's kind of a mix, and like – like Mason said, these are guys that I just loved for whatever reason, um, and those reasons vary quite a bit. Um, so I'm going to go back. I'm going to go way back, way back <laughs> to before you were born. Um, and the first football game that I ever remember watching um, was Pittsburgh-Dallas Super Bowl. Um, I believe it was 1979, early 1979, so 78 season I think it was. Um, and, uh, you know, in what, so I was in West Virginia at the time and a lot of the kids around there love the Pittsburgh Steelers. I can hear some of you booing right now, hopefully. <laughs> um, I fucking hated the Steelers. I hated them. I don't know why it's like they were in another state. I didn't understand why people liked them. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? And back then you know, we had like two TV stations. So the Dallas Cowboys were on TV. Now I hear the rest of you booing. Um, the Dallas Cowboys were on uh, TV a lot. So I kind of love the star on the helmet. Um, they were my first sports love, I guess. Um, kind of moved away from that over time. But 
um, you know, the hero of that team was Roger Staubach. Um, and he was a, you know, he was in the Navy like my dad was. And there was just, you know, I just had kind of, he was kind of a clean cut guy, probably the clean, most clean cut guy on this list, maybe. Um, but just, a, he was kind of my first hero. And uh, I'll never forget Jackie Smith dropping that goddamn pass in the end zone. It still pisses me off. I can even picture that because you've showed me that multiple times. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, come on, man. Catch the ball. Um, but um, they lost that Super Bowl, but I was a fan of them for years, um, just just watching them. And, uh, yeah, that's, my the, again, the first game I remember. And I think I was – shouldn't say this. Don't call CPS on my mom, but I think – I think I was alone in the house. <laughs> it's like eight years old. I don't know where 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 they were. They might have been there. I don't. I just remember right. feeling like I was alone and and pounding on the walls and shit oh. when they when they lost the oh, game, no. thirty five to thirty one. I think it was, and it was that was a tough one. Brutal. Tough one. All right. Um. So my I have four honorable mentions. Uh. I'm the oh we're doing honorable mentions. Oh, is that ten for you? That was ten. Well, I'll I'll work back to so keep going. Okay, I'll, okay. I'll work back to honorable mentions. My bad, my bad. No, you're it doesn't good. really matter though. Um, <laughs> so yeah, my first honorable mention. This man is known as the clipboard Jesus by many. <laughs> Charlie Whitehurst. Wow. Let me tell you about Charlie Whitehurst. Super Bowl champion Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints coming to town, and um quarterback is hurt you know it's the it's the wild card game we are just written off everyone i remember seeing on uh on broadcast you know they they make the picks for the teams i don't think one broadcaster picked the seahawks uh i could be wrong on that but yeah i remember i remember thinking we were screwed too i was watching the game because you told me like i was pretty young at the time you're like all right we're probably not gonna win this but um yeah yeah and then obviously you know the infamous beast quake happened but um, just because I don't even think he had a good game just because he was able to, to hold it together and win that playoff game against the defending champions. Um, yeah, I just, I just have to put him on the list. Had to. Yeah. I mean, he's just one of those guys that, Hey, he didn't, he didn't fuck it up in a crucial moment. Exactly. So yeah. I appreciate that. Beast quake doesn't happen if he throws five picks. So yep. There you go. Give him some credit for sure. Yeah. Are we going back and forth on yeah, that? Yeah, okay. we'll go back and forth. Yeah, so I have I have several of them. So one of them, um, I I see her working out from time to time, um, okay. uh, down at down at LA Fitness where we both work out, um, and that's Danielle Laurie, um, just a great a great Husky national champion, player of the year, uh, just a beast, could hit too, great pitcher, pitched double headers on this you know same day. Um, yeah, just a, an amazing one of the great Huskies of all time. Um, plus, she, you know, I get to watch her work out once in a while. So. Yeah, I think. I mean, you know, this this might be breaking news. Actually, she might be. Uh, she might be making a comeback. It seems like. I mean, she's doing some real pitcher drills in the in the gym. And, you know, she maybe trying to go for the Olympics. Yeah, she was going to be on. The, so she's Canadian. She was going to be on the Canadian Olympic oh, team. Okay. So she she's been busting her ass i've wow, seen okay. it and i can see her doing pitcher drills and just general weight training just busting her ass but you know it sounds like that's going to be pushed back a year now yeah i mean but... some of the some of the drills she was doing i remember like annie doing in her early pitching days right. with, um not really she wasn't yeah i mean anyway uh yeah that's a that's a great pick though that is someone that if i would have thought of i probably would have put her on my honorable mention list as well honestly um all right so next honorable mention uh the main man john daly 
Um, never watched golf ever in my entire <laughs> life. Uh, I never watched John Daly play golf either, but he's just such a legend of a human. I had to put him on the list. He, uh, you know, infamously ate ice cream out of the trophy he won, which is very frowned upon it in uh, in golf. It's not not quite like the the NHL. Button down call. Exactly, yeah. And I just love the way he just did not care about the, the gold standard in golf and he just went out and did his own thing and uh and he looked great doing it. And uh and yeah, I mean what else what else can you say about John Daly? Tee it up high and let it fly. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, uh also I his I think he's a thirty for thirty, is it? There's some sort of I think it's a thirty for thirty. So. Watch his thirty for thirty. It's awesome. That that's why he's on the list. If I hadn't seen that thirty for thirty, he would not be on this list. Good one, good one. Um, gosh, the, the guy, next guy on my list has some things in common with John Daly, and it's uh, Kenny Stabler. Okay. Um, when I was a real little kid, but he he was just a, a badass. I mean, the guy's like, you know, shooting pool and, you know, drinking whiskey and, and lung, you know, having a few lung darts before the game or the night Absolutely. before the game, played hungover. Um, and just went out there and won. Didn't give two fucks about any, what anybody thought and just went out there and got it done. Uh, the Raiders were another team that was on TV a bit when I was a kid because they were really good. But, uh, but yeah, he was a guy that um, just, man, just almost, he's like a movie character, you right. know, that go out there, just hung over and sling it. Hell it's pretty yeah. sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Next honorable mention for me. Um, this is. This has nothing to do with the quality of play for for our beloved Seattle Mariners. Uh, this has yeah, this has nothing to do with you know how he pitched, but uh, just the fact that you knew when he stepped on the mound, you had to be watching. My man Fernando Rodney. Oh God, he just absolute no. must watch television, man. Uh. You know during a time where our Mariners have been terrible for twenty years. Uh, I mean not terrible for twenty years, but I mean. All, yeah, it's, I mean, what else can you say about, about Fernando Rodney? I mean, when he steps on the mound, you got to be watching, you know, he, he'll put a guy on, he'll make it exciting. And, uh, it gave, it gave us a reason to watch, you know, you wanted to see him shoot the air at the end of the game, but you knew damn well, it, it might not happen. You, you know, it, at any moment he could be putting a guy on and, uh, the next guy up could just be bringing him home. So yeah, it's, a, it's amazing how many times he went out there and like you said he would walk a guy give up a hit next thing you know runners at second and third um maybe an out if you're lucky and he would usually get it done but at the end of every game i was like damn you rodney you got lucky that time but tomorrow night you better not do this shit (laughs) and uh you know usually he saved it you know it was never pretty but usually he got the save yeah yeah, um, I mean, just absolute electricity on the television screen every single time. Yes, yes. Um, okay, so a guy, next guy on my list uh, is Steve Scheffler. No idea. You know who that is? No idea. Not even a clue. <laughs> uh, so you'd, you'd probably have to be my age. The thing I liked about Steve, so he was like the backup of all backups on the, the, the good Sonics teams in the in the mm. mid-90s. Okay. And... He, he hardly played. Um, he did set the NCAA record for field goal percentage his senior year. He was like oh, a wow. 6'9 center, with, didn't have a ton of ath- athletic ability. But what I, they used to do this thing back. I don't know if they still do this, but in the NBA, you, they all wanted to kind of carry an extra guy. So they would you could have a guy on the injured list. So 
like basically you would have an extra guy and you just rotate who was the injured guy right and i remember watching a game and and i was looking at the at the newspaper and like oh steve scheffler's on the injured list again because he was injured like half the year but but he's out there doing warm-ups yeah. <laughs> and oh he's out with a left knee injury and there's a a, a brace on his right knee right i was that cracked me up oh but, my God. but he was a great practice player he's one of those guys that you know didn't have a ton of athletic ability but he made the team better because he worked his ass off in practice so i think he was you know a, kind of a hidden reason why those teams were, were good as he brought it and that's why he stayed on the team for a few years because it wasn't because of his play on the court oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> But I always just liked him, and he was he was kind of a cult hero back then. Nice, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Okay. Um. So this guy, I, I either was gonna put him as an honorable mention or very high up on my top ten, <laughs> um, which doesn't make much sense. But I figured, you know, this guy. I mean, it's King James. You know, it, like wow, it's okay. King James. I mean, the thing is, how many kids my age are gonna put LeBron James? in the top five like everyone so i figured it was a little bit of a cop-out i decided to kind of go a little bit more personal than that i mean i think he's the goat he's my favorite player in the nba right now um as long as the sonics aren't around i'll probably be rooting for him so i just decided to put him as an honorable mention because i had to shout him out for sure but i decided you know it wasn't quite a personal favorite. Right. You know, it's King James. I mean, everyone loves him, especially my age. So, yeah. yeah. Well, he is the second best uh, player <laughs> in NBA history, in my opinion. Uh, but you'll, no, hear he's... A lot, you'll hear a lot about that probably <laughs> in the future. Um, no, he's a he's a great player. Um, and yeah, I, 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 he's fun to watch. I, I like him. I don't feel that personal connection to him either. He seems like on a different. I don't have Jordan on my list either. Yeah. Yeah, just because he just he's like on another planet, and I yeah. didn't have a personal exactly. connection to him. That's other how than watching him kick yeah. my team's ass. But. That's how I felt, but I I did want to shout him out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so this is kind of a oh boy, I, he would be on my top ten favorite athletes and my top ten least favorite athletes all at once. It's a very I don't know. It's a very confusing thing that I have with Billy Joe Hobart. Billy um, Joe Hobart. So told me about him before. he had a lot of Kenny Stabler in him, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so first of all, you know, Mark Brunel was the quarterback going into the 1991 U university of Washington football season. And, uh, he, he blows his knee out in the spring. So now Billy Joe, um, is the starter. Um, he was a very high, high level recruit, but, uh, Mark Brunel had beaten him out, which was a surprise, but now suddenly he's the guy and, you know, they throw him in there and all he does is go 12 and 0 and, and win a national championship. Now, you know, later, um, it was discovered that he had gotten some loans. Um, uh, oh, hey, the dude, yeah. the dude wanted to buy a couple Camaros and some guns. He's from Puyallup. God I mean, that's damn. what you do. I mean, come on. At least make uh, it a little less obvious, dude. Come <laughs> on, man. Selling but the team out. The funny, so this ended up getting the team on on probation and kind of started a downward spiral um, for many years. So I that part I hate. But the funny thing is, is what he did. A lot of people don't know this, but what he actually did was never really proven to be a violation because he didn't he didn't get the loan based on his pro potential. It was like a family friend. These days. They would say, ah, pay it back, you know, pay, you know, pay it back and no harm, no foul. But back then they, they really, that, that team, UW team was the, one of the last teams to just get slammed because of, 
somewhat minor violations. And they, the NCAA is kind of looks the other way. I think a yeah. lot more than than they did. That was time. it? Was it a similar situation to like Chase Young then? Because that was a family friend, wasn't it? It was similar to that. Yeah, okay. and Chase Young could have been could have been back after a few games. Yeah, I mean, right, if he paid it back. Ultimately, it didn't cost him anything at all. Yeah. So, so um, but Billy Joe ended. He basically left. You know, went into the NFL draft. He was drafted in the second or third round. Did and, he do anything in the pros? Uh, he started here and there, but he just wasn't. You know little ryan leafish like he mm. not quite to that degree but he just didn't work hard enough right okay um, yeah but yeah what well, we can go into that a yeah. whole other time but, yeah but he did win you know he was the quarterback on the national championship team he was a hell of a lot of fun to watch right and For the sure. rest after that is why he's on my least favorite yeah okay that makes sense okay <laughs> yeah. so the, uh i am now moving into my top 10 you already said your 10 spot right yeah so i'll do one more you do I'll do one more honorable mention. Okay, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Um, And this is going to be, so his name is Bino Bryant. He was also on that Billy Joe Hobart team. Oh, okay. And it's just kind of funny, but you talk about a personal connection. When I was in high school, I bought a a UW football jersey because I played, you know, sandlot football with my buddies and I got tired of them ripping my shirt off. Yeah. um, To see my big belly, you know. (laughs) So, um so I bought number 29 jersey, and then when I went to the UW, he was number 29. Oh, so, so you so were in his like, jersey? That's my guy. Yeah. And at first, he didn't play much, but he ended up being the starting running back oh, wow. um, on that team. He was a great punt returner. And when I was walking, I wore it on campus one day to class, and Lincoln Kennedy, you know, he's a first-round yeah. NFL draft pick. Yeah. You know, I don't know, 6'7", 325. Big, big or man. Maybe bigger than that. Um I walk by and I'm like, oh shit, that's Lincoln Kennedy. And he he looks at me and he looks and he goes, you're not Bino Bryant. Oh my and god. I was like, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Pissed my pants and walked away. Wow, much. that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, but Bino Bryant was just he had great speed, great yeah. punt re- set the UW record for punt returns at that time. Oh wow. And it was just a ton of ton of fun to watch and and he had my he borrowed my number so. <laughs> you don't see very many uh, running back punt returners anymore. No, not too much. Like yeah. the last one was like Darren Sproles, Danny Woodhead. Yeah. Kind of. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So moving into my top ten now, my number ten spot um, would not have been here before last year. I don't think. I think last year is probably around when he moved up into the top ten. Probably a bit of a surprise, but is purely again for entertainment value. Patrick Beverly. He just hmm. makes games. So fun to watch. Whether you like the way he plays defense or not, every single game he's in is so fun to watch. He's chirping. I mean, man, he brings the worst out of his opponents. It's <laughs> awesome. I, I absolutely love it. And, you know, I have to respect them respect him after that after that block he had on LeBron to end the in the game earlier this year. I mean right. you say you know, a lot of people say he just runs around like Russ, Russell Westbrook specifically says he just runs around, he's not actually doing anything, he's just fooling you. But then he goes and does something like that to LeBron, and you know, you know, clearly Russell's a little salty after that game. After Pat Bev, you know, relative, he didn't lock him up, but he, you know, he held him a little. Um, so yeah, Pat Bev, uh, a little bit of a surprise probably, but there, you know, there's something about guys that that can get into opponents' heads. Yeah, it's a valuable skill. But yeah, you you kind of either love or hate those guys. I yeah, I absolutely love shit talk, especially in the NBA, and he just embodies it. Um, 
I mean, you could you could argue that Draymond is up there with with the shit talk too, but Pat Bev is just I mean, every time the camera shows his face, he's just talking. It's just and it just doesn't stop. You could tell he's just so annoying, <laughs> and I love that. I just absolutely love it. Right, right. So number number nine on my list is uh, and this is a guy that was just you know he didn't put up a lot of big numbers in the NFL. Um, again, you have to be an old man to know who he is, but his name, um, Billy White Shoes Johnson. Mm. And I think when I was a kid, I'm like, I just liked his name, <laughs> but he was mostly a, a punt and kickoff return guy. He did have some, some catches in the NFL. Um, he only had 25 career touchdowns, oh. but he made the most out of those touchdowns. So at a time where you know, these days it wouldn't stand out because they, you know, you got you got them doing bye 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 out there right, and whatever yeah. the hell else. But, but he just had this great dance that he would do and just kind of banging his knees together. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You've seen it. I've at seen some it. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he just had a great enthusiasm for the game, and every time, punt returns and kick returns. You know, not the kick return as much. The returns aren't as good as they used to be. I think there used to be a lot more holes and. You could explore. There was that like the more. wedge, right? Wasn't that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but back then, like, if you had a really good return guy, it, you held your breath. You know, yeah. every time that ball was in the air, you're like, "Oh, is he going to bring it back this time?" And he was one of those guys. And then when he scored, it was just he was just fun to watch, and I just love love that enthusiasm that he had. For sure, yeah. Um, so number nine, probably another surprise. Um, the reason he's on the list is. During another another guy during the dark time of the, during the dark time that we are currently experiencing with the Mariners, he brought personality, um, and he brought I would say life to a terrible pitching staff. Uh, that will be the bartender Tom Wilhelmson. He's a he. So I think that Last might call. seem like that. Yeah, yeah, that might seem like a weird pick right now, but I think I think ten fifteen years down the road it'll it'll look very smart because that. That man was a cult favorite, especially you know talk about talk about a uh, a good story. I mean, he literally was a bartender, and and then he found his way to the majors, and he did pretty good there for a while, you know. And he was a he was a very solid pitcher for us during a terrible time. And you know, when you went to a game, you would at least see him dancing or something in the bullpen. You know, he made. Right. He made Mariners games tolerable. You know? <laughs> That's not easy to do. It's sometimes. very, it's really not easy to do. Really not easy to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was fun. I, I yeah, I enjoyed him as well. Um, okay, so next guy on my list is Ricky Henderson. Oh, okay. Played for a lot of teams, um, and I loved Ricky. First of all, you know the the stolen base is not a big a part of baseball as it used to be, because you know when when your guys making you know 22 million a year you don't want him breaking a hand or something and being out um but ricky um i enjoyed i didn't like it at times but now just looking back i really enjoyed his his personality and he talked in a third person all the time ricky does this ricky does that um what what i think was really incredible about him was the number of walks that he had I think I'm trying to think. You know, I think he was second. I think he's second. I think Barry Bonds might have passed him, right? Uh, but he's right up there with Babe Ruth. Um, oh, wow. And if you look at that list, it's mostly power hitters. Yeah. And, and Ricky could hit homers. I mean, he, I think he has the 
the record for most leadoff homers. Yeah, the whole right. point is you don't want to get him on base. Yeah, he'll yeah. Steal. So you didn't want to walk Ricky. Yeah. You wanted to walk Barry and yeah. Babe Ruth and those guys, but you did not want to walk Ricky Henderson because no. he drove you freaking crazy. I mean, yeah, he would either he'd either be on second the next pitch or he'd be in the pitcher's head the yeah, whole time. Yeah, get so. in their heads and um, it's frustrating. And he just had these. He had really good speed, obviously, but really it was just his instincts. He just animal instinct to know when the pitcher was going to the plate yeah um coming back to first yeah yeah, i mean when when i was uh i think it uh, one of my baseball coaches i I think it might have been kavika um shout out kavika if you ever (laughs) listen to this podcast um so i think it was him he was telling he was uh kind of telling us about reading pitchers and how when there's a guy on base sometimes they'll wait the same amount of time Every time, sometimes they'll they'll look twice every single time and then go. And he said that Ricky Henderson was probably the best all time at just finding little nuances in the pitcher, and just like Chase Utley is super good at it too. When he was on the right. Dodgers, apparently that was pretty much all he did was when he wasn't playing was just read the pitchers and say, "Oh, by the way, um, four count and you're gone." Uh, so I mean that apparently Ricky Henderson, obviously with the blazing speed and the quick reactions, but I think he was very good at looking at a pitcher and and being able to tell you know exactly when they're about to, to get off so he could he could steal um yeah so uh my number eight spot this one is kind of a deep pull out of the bag and i think there might be only one person that will listen to this that will know who i'm talking about <laughs> channer if you're still listening you haven't if you haven't turned this off shout out to you uh ryan appleby <laughs> oh yeah ryan yeah. appleby so there's a there's a couple reasons i love him um for one thing, uh, so John Brockman obviously was the star of that team. Um, Ryan Appleby, just an absolute lights-out shooter. And when Channer and I were young, you know, he was he was always a big post guy, and I was a shooter, even though I, I was never good at basketball. <laughs> Let me just were. get that out of the way. I was never good at basketball. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, so it was always, we'd always, you know, he would be, he, we'd be shooting hoops, he'd be John Brockman, I'd be Ryan Appleby, also NCAA 2K6, that's kind of a deep pull out of the, the memory bag, but wow. um, I remember going through, and since you couldn't obviously use the names of the players, I went through and made the entire UW roster, and I made Ryan Appleby have like a 99.3, and I would just pull up with him <laughs> just all night, so yeah, uh he was, you know, he was someone that I looked up to in my early basketball days. Someone that, you know, wasn't the most athletic by any means. Um, obviously, I never was either. So uh, he kind of, I guess, inspired me to to start, you know, getting the stroke down. So maybe I could hold my own on a basketball court, which I still was never never able to do. But <laughs> yeah, you know, the interesting thing about Appleby. So I, you know, so back in the day, I was a, a sports reporter uh, for the Everett Herald, um, and he was. I covered a lot of those teams in high school. So uh, Appleby went to Stanwood, and he was a, a really good point guard there. Um, and I, I, I used to keep stats, but I could never – I always had trouble keeping assists. So mm-hmm. I had to go to his mom and ask, ask how many – because she would track the, the, the assist numbers. Um, and he was a great high school point guard. Um, now in college, he trans- – but he did – he would shoot hundreds – he would make hundreds of, of he basically had his own key to the Stanwood gym yeah. and would would make hundreds of, of jumpers every day from all different angles and um, was a great point guard but had to transition to just being more of a shooting guard um, at the next level and yeah he was fun to watch I mean he could shoot it from 
from anywhere on yeah. the floor and did. Yeah, and so made him. I got a I got his stats up right here. Um, he shot forty over. He shot forty two percent. His uh, oh, I didn't realize he went to Florida his freshman year. Yeah. So yeah, when so he, he was throwback. So he remember oh, who's the guy that they called white chocolate that went to Jason Florida? Williams. Yeah, Jason was it Williams? Williams. Yeah. Um, that was his hero. So oh. he went to Florida because oh, wow. he wanted to be the next next white chocolate. <sighs> um and it just didn't it just didn't work out there so he ended up transferring to UW. yeah he didn't get he didn't get minutes really uh, i think florida was really good then they, they were yeah um yeah. okay yeah so he transferred to UW. <clears throat> in his time at UW, uh he shot let's see he shot 42 percent 43 percent and then 38 percent his senior year but his senior year he took almost eight threes per game yeah which he is was just jacking them which up is, all over the place which is just insane yeah. um especially for college that's I mean, still a great percentage yeah 38 percent is still a great percentage but um especially at 7.7 attempts per game i mean yeah so he was a guy that i kind of you know looked up to very early on in my sports career as someone that you know he made it work so yeah. I, I i wanted to do the same yeah so, yeah, yeah. All right, next guy on my list is The Bone, Jay Buhner. <laughs> yeah, um, he was another one that just was a lot of fun. Um, real, obviously a really good power hitter, had had multiple 40 home run seasons, um, had just an absolute gun, you know, could throw throw the runner out at third from out there from right field. Um, he could puke on command, which I don't know. I did not know. Yeah. Wow. He could do it. And, yeah. I, I did not personally see it, but all the oh. all the sports writers knew it. Like hmm. you could just say puke, and he could just do it. Yeah, why? which is a great skill to have. It is, life. but like he would just do it. Like why? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Okay, it's I, just an interesting dude. Fair enough. Um, and you know, he was known for so they used to have Buner buzz cut night, so the fans would come and you could. Oh get, wow! And sometimes he would show up and do a couple of them. Um. And yeah, he was just a great, just a fun personality. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I got to be in the locker room a few times, and and he was just always, always hilarious and and joking around, and just you know, big personality. Right. Um, yeah, just a lot of fun and very productive during during some of the best years of the Mariners. For, for sure, that is. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, all right, so for my number seven spot, uh, we are going with King Felix Hernandez. Mm. Um, obviously, great player on my favorite baseball team but uh king i mean i grew up with him you know um he was you know he started every opening day i can really remember uh up until well last year two years ago i think um just obviously i mean there's not not a ton to be said about him you know perfect game absolute stud stayed with seattle through the dark times which i mean you know, all props to him. He did. He did not have to stay in Seattle and, no. and waste his career away. And it's it's really sad to see him go to the Braves. But I, you know, I hope that, you know, I hope he gets a ring. Honestly, I mean, there's no reason he shouldn't have a ring. So even if he pitches one inning in the playoffs, I hope he strikes them all out and and gets his ring and he can ride off into the sunset and still retire as a Mariner. Yeah, uh, you know, I know a lot of people are down on on those last couple of years, but you know, I don't think people should have that attitude no. toward him. I mean, he got, you know, he they rode him hard for a long time, and yeah. he won a hell of a lot of games. Should have won a couple more Cy Youngs, in my opinion. But Definitely, his, record, he got... his win loss record wasn't good. He, yeah, the number of of one of one to nothing game or two to one games that he lost mm-hmm. is is absurd. 
By the yeah. way, anyone anyone that's been hating on Felix for the last two years, like, you know, we've made our jokes, obviously, yeah, to yeah. each other. Anyone that's been actually hating on Felix the last two years, one, fuck you. Two, you're going to look really dumb in, like, ten years. Just saying. So delete those Facebook posts while you can. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, so my next guy is, uh, you have his jersey, mm-hmm. uh, number 80, Steve Largent. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, so I moved, so I moved after, you know, watching uh, Roger Staubach lose the Super Bowl. I moved out here not too long after that. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of things I like about Largent. Um, you know, first of all, he was, he's lost in the shuffle these days. The NFL game oh, yeah. has totally changed. But no when one he retired, he had most of the receiving records, you know, touchdowns. Yeah consecutive games um yards receptions i mean he was either number one or very high in all those categories um and then you know if you're watching this you've probably seen this highlight if you haven't google it just stop this podcast and fucking google this right now um uh uh steve largent and mike harden was a defensive back so harden had hit largent um earlier in the season i think i don't think it was the same game i think it was earlier in the season and, and Largent never forgot the kind of hot you know hit to the head so um so harden picks off a pass and Largent just freaking leveled him <laughs> i mean just destroyed him the guy fumbles the ball Largent, not at very most one of the most clean cut guys ever yeah never trash talk Largent, you can see in the video he's standing he's standing over him looking at him like almost like talking something to him and then he's like oh shit the ball's on the ground he probably <laughs> didn't say oh shit but uh, and he dives on the ball and gets the fumble wow so it's a, but he was just a you know i think he was a he was a late round pick i don't remember which round um for for houston i think it was the oilers yeah um got cut and became you know one of the great receivers of all time and kind of was my first seattle sports love for yeah, sure for sure yeah um that can be said for for felix as well and uh and wow i don't have him on the list um shout out ichiro sorry I, <laughs> he's nowhere to be seen on this list but he should be at least an honorable yeah mention. you know ichiro yeah ichiro um you know gosh he was great too but again we just don't have that personal connection that's true yeah that's a good point he could he could actually speak english pretty well but just kind of wanted to keep that distance away i yeah. think and yeah. he he kind of distanced himself i think you yeah, know, I loved point. watching him play, but but it was hard to just never saw personality. Actually, yeah, that is a good point. You know, yeah. I I think that that was a thought process I had when making this list. Yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, I need to need to remember that. But yeah, um, number six, my hmm, am I gonna say it? My favorite point guard of all time, Ooh. Damian Lillard. Wow, Damian wow. Lillard, Dame time. I think I will look back on Damian Lillard as right now. He's my second fa- second favorite player in the NBA um, behind LeBron. Um, but Dame is a more personal favorite for me. Um, a kid that came from Oakland, you know, he had a gun pointed at his face at one point. Almost didn't make it out. Um, you know, he came from, really came from nothing and just signed a, what, $200 million contract. You know, good for him. And what really pushed him up this list for me was the game that we attended. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, our profile picture for our SoundCloud and our YouTube currently as we are recording this is a picture of both of us with Magic Johnson. That game, 
we did not plan for it to be this game, yeah. sadly. Um, that game happened to be the first game the Lakers played since Kobe Bryant's passing. Rest yeah. in peace, Kobe Bryant. Um, we just so happened to have tickets to that game. Uh, and that game, I mean, while he, he spoiled the night for a lot of Lakers fans, unfortunately, I mean, he dropped, what, 47 or something like that? Yeah. I mean, and we both... At multiple times, he I think he hit two threes in a row, and I think we looked at each other and said, "Well, this game's over." And keep in mind, there you know half of the fourth quarter is left, and it's still a five point game. We just go, "Yep," you know. He has he, the fourth quarter. He didn't do like um, a ton. It was actually the third quarter where he started going off. I yeah, think so, yeah. it was the third quarter. So yeah, he hits like two threes in a row, and we're just like, "Oh God, here comes Dame time," you know. And we're sitting on the next to all Lakers fans and. It was kind of sad to watch him go off, but I love I love Dame, and uh, he's someone that, you know, the way he plays is just awesome. I mean, he plays so fearless, and talk about a guy that gets hot. I mean, I love that. You yeah, know, yeah. a guy that guy that once he gets going, you know, you can't stop him. I mean, I mean, the only other guy I can think of in the NBA quite that quite gets hot like or that gets quite hot like uh dame can is probably clay thompson uh the way he shoots right. you know he'll drop 36 in a quarter randomly uh yeah yeah um but yeah damian lillard just absolute stud love him yeah for sure fun to watch great yeah. player knocked uh uh the thunder out of the playoffs and and talked about oh yeah i mean Seattle. i did not even i didn't even mention that <laughs> how did i not even mention so, that so he earned my love right there. Absolutely, yeah. obviously, go Sonics. Uh, yeah, he sure. dismantled the Thunder. Although their future might actually look pretty bright, unfortunately, with yeah, with Shea. Fuck the Thunder. Fuck yeah, him. Fuck the Thunder. But Shea Gilgis Alexander actually and kind of like Twister pulls their asses right out of Oklahoma <laughs> and drops him somewhere else. Man, yeah, I mean, yeah, he he became my hero that night. I mean, Sonics fans were rejoicing over the internet. You know, Sonics fans were coming out of the woodworks. People yeah. that hadn't talked about basketball in a decade, yeah. and you know absolutely just celebrating yeah and who who knew we would absolutely dismantle him like that too i mean russ yeah. russ and paul george both gone and you know within however many how, like weeks i think right. yeah so, yeah yeah finished them off i mm-hmm. like it yeah. yeah uh next guy on my list is another another seahawk from back in the day kind of you know in in my early years of fandom with the being here in seattle and that's kenny easily Hall of Famer number forty-five. If um, I'm not a jersey guy typically, but I'm going to get a Kenny Easley jersey one of these days. Shout out Uncle Pat. Doesn't he have a a signed Kenny Easley? I think he does. I yeah. think yeah. I was over at uh, Chandler's dad's house, and he just came home with a signed Kenny Easley jersey that he won in an auction, and we were just like, oh, oh, it's pretty <laughs> dope. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, so he and Ronnie Lott, you know, Ronnie Lott playing for the 49ers. Um, Seahawks were in the AFC then. So basically they were the AFC and the NFC right. safeties. Um, and Kenny was um, a very a very athletic player. So he, he, he was a thumper, but he also um, could make those precision plays and acrobatic plays, interceptions, um, okay. could, could run it back. Yeah. Um, his career got cut short um, due to a, a kidney issue. Mm. Uh, too much ibuprofen. Uh, he and the Seahawks battled over that for years wow. because he felt like they didn't, you know, inform him enough about what oh, what was going on. I but, did not know about that. I knew he retired early because yeah. Health, but. but for five six years there, he was he was you know 
you could argue is the best defensive player in the game. And he does not get respect. No, he the respect doesn't. He deserves. I mean, you hear about Ronnie Lott, you know, every thirty seconds when they talk about right. the greatest defensive players. But Kenny easily almost never gets brought up in that conversation. Yeah. He's a, a guy that I don't know enough about, honestly. I, I should I should watch some more of his highlights and stuff. Oh, because, he's um, great. And you know, some of that is just, you know, <laughs> winning Super Bowls. True. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, yeah. the, the Seahawks didn't do that until re- fairly recently here. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, number five, uh, this, you know, I played baseball, uh, the most out of any sport and this man, I definitely looked up to the most as a hitter and, uh, that would be Edgar Martinez. Mm. I never, never really watched him play at all. Was I, I mean, when did he retire? I, like, I, I don't remember. You were four years old. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't ever remember even seeing him hit a ball live. Um, but he's a guy that, you know, he just he would just spray doubles everywhere. You know, I was a very similar hitter in that uh, you know, he could he could pull one out of the park for sure, but he was a big doubles guy. Um and we both agree that doubles are a very overlooked stat. Yeah. Uh getting to second base is just, you know, crucial in baseball. And he he did it a lot, you know. I mean, he's a guy that I, when I especially, you know, as I got out of little league, I wasn't hitting home runs really. Um, but I just, I just looked up to Edgar Martinez and, you know, like his on-base percentage, his on-base plus slugging, just absolutely insane for his whole career. You know, we went to, we actually went to the Mariners game while they were showing the, uh, him getting, uh, him getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, that was pretty sweet. So we got some, I don't know, some memorabilia from that somewhere, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, just I modeled I modeled the way I hit after him. I modeled my mentality after him. You know, being patient, finding your pitch, and uh, you know, putting it in a spot that you know you can get, you can get around the bases. Yeah, I and mean, he was so good. First of all, at hitting to all fields, which you don't see as much anymore. Um, and he, you know, he would take a walk. Yeah, he would absolutely take a walk. Yeah. He was not a selfish player. Wasn't focused on on you know punching it into the deck. I mean, he. He was perfectly willing to take what was given to him. Um, was a decent third baseman early in his career, but had some injury issues, and that's why he ended up being a DH. But yeah, I, I love that guy. I was, you know, you wore number eleven. Yep. Um, and and I was very happy that that you had Edgar's number because mm-hmm. um, he yeah he's just a fantastic player. Yeah, and the reason I wore Great number guy too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the reason I wore number eleven was actually because I. <laughs> The original reason was I wanted number 10 um, because of Jake Walker, but uh, they did not have that available on my football team, so I chose 11. So that was the original reason, but as I started to like Edgar, you know, as I started to get to know Edgar, um, that became a point of pride for my number as well. Um, yeah. is, is sharing, sharing his number is you know, pretty awesome, especially he's retired as a Mariner now, uh, obviously in the Hall of Fame. So yeah, respect to Edgar. You gotta love those guys that play their whole career. Oh for yeah, one team. absolutely. There's absolutely. just something special about that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, next guy on my list, another Seahawks safety, Bam Bam. Cam oh, Chancellor. Cam Chancellor, all the way up there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I absolutely love the the way he played the game. It was more, you know, more of an old school type game. Yeah. So he was drafted, I think, fifth round. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people said he shouldn't have been drafted at all. Mm-hmm. They said he can't cover, you know, or maybe he'll be a linebacker. But uh, and the guy was just a beast, and he was an intimidator out there. Yeah, figured out, you know, got fined some early in his career. You know, being a fifth round pick, 
he I think that his rookie year he pretty much gave his salary back to the NFL because he kept getting fined. Jesus. But he started to figure it out, you mm-hmm. know, how to hit a guy, yeah, the timing of it. Um, and then I think, you know, the definition of him is if you watch watch that Super Bowl victory, Demarius Thomas comes across the middle, catches a pass, and Cam Chancellor just absolutely destroyed the Bang. guy. And really, that's what he did. Um, guy, you could see it. If you watch the Seahawks, you could see guys like, where is that fucking lunatic? Yeah. Yeah. I, should I catch that? And they would alligate, alligator the ball because mm-hmm. they, they were just terrified. They knew, and you could see him. They would drop a pass or sure. um, or catch it and duck. And I mean, he was just the intimidator yeah. on that team. And my uh, my favorite part about that Demarius Thomas play is, if I'm not mistaken, we had a sizable lead at that point. He, right. he did not have to lay – I'm pretty sure we were up like 30 or something, like l- fairly late. So he, he by no means had to had to really lay the boom there. But, I mean, you know, it's the Super Bowl. He just wanted to hit everyone. And also, that Vernon Davis hit, I <laughs> I think I think that's probably my favorite hit of all time. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if I – I think I should have put Cam Chancellor on my list somewhere, honestly. I think I would probably replace him with uh, maybe Pat Bev or the bartender. But, yeah, um – Definitely, I, I, yeah, he has to be on my list for sure too. I don't know, I don't know how I, I don't know how I left him off, honestly. Um, so number four for me, uh, we share a name, and he provided the most electric play I've seen live of all time. Oh. That, um, Channer, Uncle Pat, Taylor. Sorry, you guys had oh to miss gosh. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mason Foster. If you don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> Mason Foster versus Arizona pick six. Just look it up, watch it. Hit off the guy's shoe. I mean, man, I've never seen a crowd go crazier than that. It, I don't think I'll ever see a play crazier than that live. The crowd, it was insane. And, I mean, I, you know, I thought the game – I kind of thought the game was over at that point. I think everyone did. We were like, all right. I think Nick Foles at the helm, right? Was it Nick yeah. Foles at QB? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Nick Foles, obviously a good, great college quarterback. And um, I think at that point we were just like, oh god, all they need is a first down. I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah. the situation was that all they need was one or two first downs, and, and they went and they win. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, and also he's he's a great NFL player now, very underrated, I would say. Yeah, uh, always up there in tackles in the league, someone that really doesn't get talked about. And he sure. was a not a big recruit, mm-hmm. uh, not expected to do much. And it turned out to be a great player, and yeah, I remember that that night so well. Um, you know, you're sitting there when you're watching a game, and when your team's getting beaten, you you sort of you're trying to figure out when when do I leave? Yeah. When do I leave this shit? Yeah. Right? And yeah. you're just pissed. Um, and but you don't want to be you don't want to be that guy that leaves and and hears the crowd roar. Uncle Pat. Uncle Pat. <laughs> uh, you don't want to you don't want to hear hear about it the next day. Yeah. And I think if you're a sports fan long enough, something happens to you where you do that. Mm-hmm. You turn off a game. Fuck these. Fuck them. Yep. You know. Yep. You turn it off, and then later you're like, uh, oh, 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 shoot. Mm-hmm. But and you you actually you know you were a kid and 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 you're like, should we should we go? And I'm like, you know. They're probably going to lose this game, but there's still a there's some things could happen, and it's still possible for them to win the game. And you needed that type of play. I mean, we were to the point where you, yeah. you were in that miracle land where you needed something crazy yeah. to happen, and and that was crazy. That was one of the that might be the greatest play I've ever seen live for sure, yeah. really ever. So, yeah. um, and also the the crazy thing about that is I don't know I don't know how I was exactly at that age, but 
for a, for a long time there, I refused to leave a Husky game early. Yeah. So it's pretty peculiar that I would it was like that I would have wanted to leave that one early. So you helped me avoid that. So <laughs> ma- maybe you know I think I hopefully I learned my lesson through Uncle Pat uh, and Chandler and Taylor. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think after that, I it might have been because of that actually. I don't know. It might have been because of that I refused to. I remember just for years and years, I would refuse to let us leave a UW game early, yeah. no matter the score. Um, yeah. yeah, we did not beat traffic. No, ever. no, never beat traffic. <laughs> that was just expected. So, um, yeah. yeah, go ahead. A good one. Yeah. Okay. So this one is a this one's a little bit out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a walk on player at the UW, and I love it when a walk on becomes a contributor to a team i just think that's so cool i think it's inspiring to sure to the players on the team yeah rudy type stuff yeah Yeah. um but this guy so his name was joe jarzinka yes you've told me about joe jarzinka and i think i might be the only uw fan under the age of 40 to know who that is (laughs) so he was for some reason you know he's a little five foot seven white guy which for some odd reason (laughs) I, i connected to that he had like long flowing like mullet like hair coming out from under his helmet and you know i remember him taking the field he was a, a punt returner um you're like who the fuck is this guy you know um and the thing there's a bunch of things that i liked about joe jarzinka uh, other than him being my height um right. so he the dude would not fair catch he would not fair catch so he would either catch it and return it or catch it and get freaking destroyed <laughs> he's this little guy yeah just get freaking destroyed Taking knock 10 yards back on his ass <laughs> just hop right up and next play never stayed never looked hurt nothing just he, get right back up did he muff any not that i can remember wow if, if he did i don't remember it happening wow okay. i don't think so yeah i mean if you're not muffing it then that's just badass yeah because normally now if i watch a game i get pissed at a guy that yeah. does that you're yeah like, what the hell are you doing you're you gonna idiot? drop the ball you idiot but i don't yeah. think he ever did wow um, or not certainly not in a key situation right um because i would remember that but yeah. um but he would also get penalties called um because they would they, they used to i don't th- i think they've changed the rule but they used to have what they called it a halo rule so you had to give a guy like two yards to catch it yeah now yeah, you yeah. just can't interfere with them mm-hmm. so it's a t- little tighter rule but Guys would get in his halo all the time, so he would get a just get a little five yard penalty out of it Hell yeah. quite often. But and then but here's the the thing that I that I really love. So he I forget what it was ninety seven or ninety eight, somewhere around there, but um they had a, a really shitty kicker that year. And shitty kicker, if you're watching, I apologize. I don't remember your name. <laughs> I hope you're having a good life, but you sucked at kicking. <laughs> um so Joe Jarzinka was like, well, shit, coach, I can kick a ball. So Joe Jarzinka ends up, how many times do you see your punt returner become your kicker? Zero. Yeah, like you'd have to go back to the 50s probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he becomes their kicker, and he, he was a, was he a great kicker? No, but he was a, he was a solid kicker. He done. could pretty much hit anything under 45 yards. That's all you need. I know he made a 44-yarder. Right. Yeah, he just, you know, you could count on him, yeah. you know, and the other, like, the other guy was missing 29 yards, hooking it. Jarzinka, fuck yeah. As long as it's not too long, he can make him. so. All yeah, you gotta do is put it through. Very inspiring, badass player. I heard yeah. he had a lot of luck with the ladies on campus, too, from what <laughs> nice. I understand, so. Good for him. Good, good job, him. Joe. Yeah, good job, Joe. <laughs> 
Um, okay, my number three spot, the Beast Quake, Marshawn oh, Lynch. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone listening knows, you know, take care of your chicken, take care of your <laughs> mentals. Uh, I mean, like, there's really not a ton to be said, once again, about Marshawn. I mean, just every time he stepped up to do an interview, you knew something funny was going to happen. You know, every time, he, every time he got a carry, you knew someone was getting popped or dragged 10 yards, you know. Uh, and... Along with Clipboard Jesus, of course, took down the defending champion Saints. And obviously, Beastquake, probably the most electric play in Seattle sports history. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's, again, I mean, I've said it before, but like, what's not to love about him? You know, everything. <laughs> I mean, he's a, you know, by all accounts, I've heard he's, he's a good dude. He's um, definitely a lot smarter than he comes off as yeah, to a lot sure, of people. Sure. There are a lot of people that write him off as just being, you know, kind of some dumb guy because because of the way he talks. Right. Um, but you know, he, he he has some smart things to say for sure when he when he decides to you know really give his interviews a little effort. Um, <laughs> uh, which, by the way, when he gives his interviews effort, they're not as entertaining most of the time. But true. Um, but even when he was, you know, the things he said about taking care of your chicken, taking care of your mentals, there are a lot of people that laughed at that. But you know, the young guys of the NFL really need to hear that. I mean, I don't know what the stat is, but a large percent of percent of NFL players end up going bankrupt. Yeah. So, so, you know. I guess he's very good with his money, hardly spends it. Other players come to him for advice, which mm-hmm. is, you know, when you see him talking, you think that you're like, what? Yeah, you know, he's, really? He's a financial advisor? Yeah. But, he was yeah. uh he was set to do the commencement speech at Princeton, which of course some oh, of the yeah. some of oh. the some of the rich whites were mad about somehow. Damn, I would have loved to have seen that. God, oh, I know. That'd be great. I wonder <laughs> I wonder if he'll still do it. Um, I hope so. I really, yeah, I mean, I, that's the only commencement speech I would have watched. I don't think I'll go to my own commencement speech whenever I graduate. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Marshawn. Just... And I think every great team needs a screwball. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Somebody to keep things loose. I mean, first of all, he inspired his whole team by the way he ran the football. Mm-hmm. The offensive line was like, damn, okay, I, I, I can get a block behind for that. this guy. Get in front of that. Like I, if he can do this, you know, if he can run over that uh, that defensive lineman, I, I shouldn't be getting my ass pushed back. Um, so he he did that. So he inspired them with with that kind of play. Um, hell, I should have put Earl Campbell on my list, but just one of the you know just that rare guy that you're just like, how the hell did he keep moving right, right there? Just how many times did we say that about him? I mean, the run that just embodied embodied the way the way he ran the ball. Um, was that last touchdown he scored? You know where he yeah. he popped a guy, spin, uh, span through it, and and then dove into the end zone. I mean that's just that just embodied the way he ran the football, and it was it was you know uh, almost tear jerking in a way to see that. You know it was like damn. I yeah. mean you know that's Marshawn. You know he's he's always gonna be a Seahawk in my heart. Um, yeah. I hope he'll he'll definitely retire as a Seahawk. Uh, yeah. Um, Hall of Famer. It's gonna be close. Yeah. It's gonna be close. I don't know if he has the the career numbers quite. Yeah, but, but he's a hall. He's a hall of fame personality at the very least. Oh, um, yeah. So he'll he'll be he'll be someone that even if he's not a hall of famer, he'll be remembered like one for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. He's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. This next guy is a hall of famer. Mm. Um. And I, I I said that I didn't have too many great players, you know, hall of fame level players on my list, and and this one. You know, Ken Griffey Jr. is on the list, but it's not just because, you know, he put up, hit so many home runs, um, but he put, he put Seattle on the map. Oh, yeah. 
you know? Oh, yeah. So when I, I you know, I moved out here in 79, um, and, you know, the Mariners sucked. The Seahawks had a couple nice little runs here and there with Largent and those guys. They were, they were okay. Um, but people knew who, you know, Largent was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I'd go back east and they're like, Where the, where's, where's Seattle? Or you'd say you're from Washington and they thought you meant Washington, D.C. Yeah, yeah. Um, where's Seattle? Where, where, do they still, like, are there, are you guys still, like, fighting the Indians? <laughs> you know, they'd, they'd, they'd watch Cowboys and Indians yeah. movies and thought yeah. we were in the Wild West. It was ridiculous. I mean, it was ridiculous. No internet, right? So they didn't have any real That's image. That's funny. Oh, my God. It's crazy. That's hilarious. So Griffey comes along, and this was before before Microsoft got... I mean, Microsoft was there, but it was yeah. before it blew up. It was before Starbucks was real big. So people knew we made jet planes. Yeah. You know, but before that Amazon. was about it. But Griffey comes along, and everybody knows who Griffey is because, mm-hmm. first of all, he's such a great player. Um, you know, came in when I was a, a teenager and um, got, you know, big through the early 90s. But just the, the joy he had for the game, yeah. you know. Um, it's funny. I don't like it when people wear their hat backwards, but I liked it when, when he did for yeah. some reason, just because he had this joy, this big smile. Mm-hmm. Well, they called him the kid because yeah. he just was like a kid playing baseball. Um, you know, could he have, you know, died? kept his belly a little smaller at times or hit the weights a little bit more prolonged this you know the the greatness of his career maybe but but man he was fun and just every pitch you're like Mm -hmm. you went to a mariners game and you're like everybody get your gloves out because this one could be coming into the seats and Um, on the defensive end too every uh, pitch you knew he could you know he could make the best play of this generation oh my god any given pitch up over the wall spider-man climbing up the wall breaking his ankle yeah, and he was had great speed, and I, you know, he could have been he could have been a great base stealer. He stole some bases. Mm-hmm. They didn't have him, you know. Pinella wasn't a big base stealing guy, okay. so he didn't do a lot of that. But he could, he had that kind of speed. Right. He had good yeah. speed, but you know, you don't want to, you don't, you know, you don't want to take away the power hitting. So I mean, he's just the prototype five tool baseball player. Oh gosh, yeah, absolute prototype. It's fun to watch, and again, I again, I can't stress enough. Just you know. Seattle needed needed a sports hero and and he was you know one that was nationally known yeah before yeah. you know you had to get your we used to watch George Michael sports machine it was the <laughs> you know this is before even before ESPN was big right. but but you'd watch all the highlights yeah a lot of people didn't have ESPN then and he was a guy that would show up on national broadcasts mm. and and no other Seattle athlete did so yeah he was he was incredible right um, my number two spot. Uh, this might be a surprise to you too. Okay. Uh, in fact, I think it will be. He is someone that. <sighs> hmm. He's one of my favorite athletes, but not even during his athletic career. Not because of his mm. athletic career. Mm. He was, uh, you know, electric to watch on the field for sure. Um, great at you know he was one of the only kickers in NFL history <laughs> or kickers slash punters in NFL history to really utilize onside kicks, which I think was awesome. Um, he's a guy that I, I see as just so inspiring on a daily basis. Um, a big inspiration to why we are here today. That will be Pat McAfee. Wow. Um, so, you know, this for the brand, for the brand. Yeah. For the (laughs) brand. I mean, you could, you know, this one was interesting for me. Uh, this was another, 
this was another pick that I didn't know whether to put on the list or not. Um, but I knew if he was going to be on the list, he was going to be way up there. Um, just the only punter that got the only the only punter that got cheered for when he came on the field. I mean, <laughs> offense would go three and out, and, P, and the home crowd would be cheering when Pat McAfee <laughs> came out on the field. Just crazy, you know. Uh, he uh, he's a guy that has always been hilarious on social media, and a guy that when he retired early and turned down, I think you know six million dollars or something, people were calling him an idiot. Um, but now he's turned turned his little podcast into a media empire i think he said it was valued at over 100 million which is crazy um just a guy that he didn't he he didn't understand social media at first but he's a guy that you know learned quick and was able to adapt very quickly to kind of the the changing format of of uh, media nowadays um and someone i think is just someone i look up to as far as you know he works so hard you know he's always doing more you know he starts he starts the pat mcafee show does it monday through friday you know damn he works hard and then he starts the pod uh where it's just a separate podcast where they talk about just random stuff and and then you're like wow he's doing he's doing two of those a day that's you know that's crazy plus he's putting out extra content on youtube um and then he starts mcafee and hawk sports talk so now he's talking for like six hours a day um and he's a guy that you know, he runs, he's one of the only people on radio or, or TV or any of these that he runs out of time to talk. Like he, he can talk about something and make it interesting for hours. I mean, right, just for right. one topic. And again, I mean, this, none of this has to do with his athletic career, but, um, seeing as, you know, he was an athlete that, uh, I, I did love to watch, you know, when he was playing, um, I watched I've, I've watched his highlights you know even before he was really in media and before I watched his show uh, but yeah just a guy I look up to definitely yeah he he is entertaining and gosh he's done you know jumping off of boats and for uh, yeah for college game day yeah and, and uh, he pushes the boundaries yeah he's been on you know does all, all it's amazing the different things that he does he goes on get up every like every friday yeah. which is so early yeah. and then he goes straight to his show and then records a podcast and then records with aj hawk about more sports and it's just and I, it's, it's funny i enjoy him more probably on the podcast than on game day and things like that because you know you can only talk so much mm -hmm. on those other formats yeah so he doesn't can't really get going yeah yeah but I, yeah he's he i do enjoy listening to him yeah shout out to the pod by the way it's uh unfiltered with pat mcafee and the boys yeah. uh it, it's hilarious so yeah go ahead and check That's that great. one out um after you watch this though uh <laughs> yeah we're, we're nearing the end here though nearing the end what, yeah we what, are are you down to my number one you're down to your number one yeah all right yeah who is it so number one um you know, one of one of the great Seattle athletes of all time. I hated him for a while mm. um, before he was with with uh, the Sonics. Yeah, um, and well, it's Gary Payton, the glove. Oh yeah, yeah, love him. Oh my gosh. So what I loved about him, so he was, you know, he was starring for the Sonics around the time where I was playing a lot of basketball, mm -hmm. just like street ball, you know, yeah. pickup ball and a blacktop and. I wasn't any good. Yeah. But but I I prided myself on on playing defense as hard as I possibly could. So if I only scored four points but you only but you only scored two, that's great. a good game. I'm, I win. That's right? a good game, yeah. 
and he scored more than four points. Yeah, he was a good yeah, scorer, yeah. too. He could finish. Yeah, good um, passer. One of the great finishers in, in league history, honestly, mm-hmm. if you really watch the highlights. Um, but defense is where it all came from, and he oh, yeah. really prided himself on that. Um, I don't know. This is, would be a good one to look up, but like, how many point guards have won Defensive Player of the Year? Not, it's almost none. Yeah. It's usually wing, or, or especially you know centers. until recently it was centers Blocks for block shots. Yeah. Yeah, and rebounds and things like that. Yeah. But, you know, and he could, boy, he would just talk the whole game. Nobody, intimidated by nobody, yeah. gets in Jordan's face. Oh, yeah. I mean, my uh, my screen, I guess I'm recording on my phone, but my uh, my screensaver is Gary Payton in the middle of saying, fuck you to Jordan. You can see he's like, he's like loading up the fuck. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so, and he was, so he went to Oregon State when I was in college and the UW, UW basketball team was fucking terrible. Then. Yeah. I mean, they had more fans at the women's games than at the men's games because you know the women were good, um, and you know there were there were like they would say there were two thousand people there, but uh, sometimes mm. man, you could hear your voice echoing in the rafters. But um, so he would battle with Eldridge Rakasner, um, and Eldridge played in the league for quite a while, and he's a great commentator now on mm. uh, on the Pac-12 Network. Oh, okay. He does a nice job, but uh, but they would go back and forth yeah. and. Um, it was so much fun to watch and I hated him then. Um, but man, I just love just the energy and badass. He didn't miss games. Um, he had one of the longest streaks in NBA history in terms of games played, um, which got broken up because he headbutted, um, I think his name was Vinny Del Negro. I didn't even know that. He headbutted Vinny Del Negro, got suspended for a game and that ended his streak. Oh no, I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Yeah, Um, but just, I mean, just the energy that he brought, um, and again, the defense. You know, I love defense, and Mm -hmm. he brought it, never took a a playoff. If he rested ever, it was going to be on offense, and the great lob man for for the rain man uh, as well. Oh, yeah, I have have the rain man's jersey right there. Yeah, I almost put him on my list, too, Mm -hmm. if he, you know, hadn't. You know, started like doing a bunch of blow and asking for trades. I might yeah. he might have made the list. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the Rain Man too. But yeah, it was kind yeah. of an ugly end with him. But, yeah. But GP. Yeah. Um, legendary Gary Payton story. I'm I'm shouting out everyone on this on this podcast right now. But <laughs> shout out Mike Corzemba. He makes some pretty interesting content on YouTube. Uh, he did a video about Gary Payton, and I think I think the it was pretty much just uh the best trash talk stories from Gary Payton. Oh, I think that's nice. what the whole video is about, and. The number one story was when he was at Oregon State. I think I told you this. He was uh, shooting alone in the gym, and there's a reporter just waiting to do an interview with him. No one else in the gym. And he was talking shit to the air as he was shooting threes. <laughs> he's going, you can't fucking guard me. Get out of here with that shit. Like, he's just talking talking shit to nobody when he's just putting up <laughs> shots. Just absolutely. And when he, he was asked about it, he was like, I didn't even realize... Like, that's just what he did. It, it was just second nature. When he put up a shot, he'd say, fuck you. Like, like <laughs> just plain and simple. So, wow. I mean, that's just absolutely hilarious. Um, but, yeah, uh, shout out shout out Gary Payton for sure. All right, so my number one spot. Oh, boy. He's featured um, on the wall that my phone is taped to four different times. <laughs> it's the boy. Oh, my gosh. Jake, yeah. Jake Locker. Number eight, yeah. eight pick? Eight? I, I think so. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Obviously, you know, career didn't turn out very yeah. well in the NFL, but I don't even care about that. Nope. Um, you know, as I said earlier, he I wanted to be number 10 because of Jake Locker. 
Um, I have a signed Jake Locker jersey directly where my phone, directly next to where my phone is taped to on the wall for this podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, watch the highlights, you know? I mean, he was, yeah. he was, I think, the first player that I recall falling in love with. He, yeah. was, the, he was the first player that uh, me and, you know, shout out Channer again, you know, we just, we just were obsessed with Jake Locker. I mean, there's a picture of me meeting him, and um, I look like I'm about to shit my pants. Like, <laughs> he, he's probably the first person I was ever truly starstruck by and the first athlete that I, I watched play and I, I was just in love with. And I say, I say I didn't really care that he was a bust, but I really did. I was very sad when he, when he was getting injured and stuff uh, yeah. just because I was such a huge fan of him. Uh, I was surprised when he was the eighth pick, eighth pick too, though. I mean, that was a very high pick. But, yeah, I mean – one of the one of the best husky quarterbacks yeah um, i and mean just ele- just so fun to watch yeah so fun to watch and he was you know so UW had that downturn mm-hmm. um and he came along and man i don't know if, if they ever get back to being you know an, yeah. a, a kind of at least i would say second tier team right mm-hmm. now i don't know if they get back to that without him coming because he you know, we had nothing for a while there, and he yeah. comes along and was just so beloved. And you know, other other recruits are coming along with him. Um, I remember. I don't know if you remember this or not, but we get to a game one time really early, and he. Uh, it's pouring rain. We're like the only ones in the stadium that early, and you you're like a little kid, and you go down and you put your hand out. Um, oh my god i just remember that's a repressed memory wow, you just brought yeah. back you to put life. your hand Holy out shit. and there are a couple guys you know some guys slapping wow. your hand a lot of players just yeah. running by like who gives a shit about yeah, this yeah, little yeah. kid but he he slowed down and and looked you in the eye and said hey buddy and slapped your hand god, and, wow how did i not even remember <laughs> yeah. that that's a, wow that is insane that because that's a repressed memory that just came all the way back up to the top of my brain wow. and that was the most that's most nuts. popular guy on the team taking yeah. that just a half second to make I mean, your day good most you know? pop most popular guy um in, in the uw program in you know a very long time uh he, and then yeah he I mean like you said he really brought life back to the program you know sark kind of was he a sark recruit uh, no, he was recruited by the one who shouldn't be named. Oh yeah, yeah. Ty Willingham, but so I don't know how he got him, but he did. Yeah. And uh, you know he played, and then well, then he got hurt and missed a season, and oh, that's the season yeah. that they missed is another one yeah. we don't want to talk about. Yeah. But then he comes back, and they they start building it back up, mm-hmm. and um, his so after his junior year, he definitely could have been a top five pick. Yeah. Top ten for sure. Um, but he wanted to come back. He loved college. He felt like he wanted to finish something and get them back to a bowl game. And um, not only did he get them back to a bowl game, but they beat Nebraska. One of my um, favorite bowl games. I th- actually, I think that's my favorite bowl win from from my time. Uh, it meant a, so much as a UW fan. Yeah. I think, like in my lifetime, I think um, I get. I mean, they won the Rose Bowl in 2001, but I don't. I don't count that because I. I don't remember that obviously. Yeah. Uh, this this game, I remember we were. Um, I can actually see the house we were in. I'm pretty sure weren't we at Mateo's house, the Fishers. Yeah, yeah. We were, um, so yeah, uh, the worst day of my life was. Um, I couldn't tell you the exact date, but it was uh, UW versus Nebraska um, uh, at UW. This is the day. Was it the day that we put him down, or the day I found out? The day that you found out that he had 
short time left. Yeah, uh, so my uh, the dog that I had grown up with since I was born, pretty much, yeah. um, uh, Tucker. Um, he, I found out that day. I'm, I'm eleven or ten or eleven at the time. Yeah. Uh, I find out that day that uh, he has a very limited time left. We're gonna have to put him down. So um, I'm just devastated. I'm sobbing. Obviously, still wanted to go to the UW game because um, I, you know, I thought it would cheer me up. We roll in late, and we hear, you know, we, yeah, we don't hear very much cheering, I don't think. Uh, and we walk to our seats, and wasn't it 28 so something? So it was, I, I, I want to say, we walk into the stadium, and somehow I knew it was, tw- I think it was 22 to nothing. Okay, I, I might okay. be off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We walked into the stadium, and then we decided to get some food. So by the time we get um, get our, our barbecue, Mm-hmm. We could hear I remember the touchdown. barbecue sandwiches we ate. Yeah, those were good sandwiches. That was the really best good, part of that day. Best part of that day, by far. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and so they score another touchdown before yeah. we even get to our oh seats. God. And we get to our seats and the game is over before so, we yeah, even sit down. I was crying. Um, I was crying walking into the stadium. I think I was crying while I was eating my sandwich. Yeah. I and just seeing the score of that game, I'm pretty sure I just started crying harder. And the people around us were like, Why is he here? Um <laughs> But I thought, you know, I thought that the UW game, you know, I, especially at the time, um, you know, UW, UW football was, you know, one of my sanctuaries. I always called uh, Husky Stadium my second home um, just because, you know, we were there for every home game. So in my mind, you know, go see UW game, you know, at the time it it wasn't expected that they'd win really. What was the guy's name? Tino... Uh, Something... Martino? No, not not, not Tino. It wasn't Tino Martinez, but it wasn't... I don't know. It was a San Martina. Anyway, he just ran all over us. It was yeah. terrible. But I think it wasn't that same year. It was the next year, right? I think so. I think it was the year after that year in the bowl game. We beat Nebraska. Um, it's on your wall there. It's on my wall. Yeah, revenge, revenge is sweet. You see a picture of, oh, who's number 11 there, the wide receiver? He's oh, jumping on top of Chris Polk and uh, Jake Walker after they score a touchdown. I think that was kind of to seal the deal. Um, what does it say? Nineteen to seven? Is that what I it said? I think it was there? nineteen to seven. Yeah, nineteen to seven. I mean that that was one of my favorite games I've ever watched. I think that game yeah. actually turned Mateo into a UW fan. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, Jake Walker. I you know it, it took quite a bit of time to kind of mold that over, but I think I mean who else would I have gone with? You know, I mean it's Jake Walker. That's that's my hero from from my early sports fan days. So, yeah, for you know, sure. Fond, fond memories of him. Me too, me too. Even though I was older and I've watched mm-hmm. a lot of football. Yeah. Just such a likable guy. Like, yeah. just a, a very friendly person too. Mm-hmm. Just a good dude, so. Yeah, so I'm just going to look over your list real quick. I don't think we had any of the same guys, huh? No. Interesting. I figured, I thought Jake Locker might make an appearance on your list. I, I knew you were going to, I knew he would be on your list. Yeah. So yeah. I wrote him, I think, that I put him at the, I think I put him at the bottom. Oh yeah, jo- with John Brockman. Shout like, out John Brockman too. He, he almost made my list. Yeah. Um, I, he, he's uh, the other jersey. He, he Right now you guys are taped on a wall in between a signed <laughs> Jake Locker jersey and a John Brockman jersey, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he he definitely would be on my list, but I figured, yeah, I'd yeah. leave him for you. Good, yeah, good decision there. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think I think I would have put uh, Cam Chancellor on my list if I if I had uh, I I thought of him too. I don't know why I didn't. Um, I just pretty much wrote down every just a huge list of every single player that I was even considering. I don't know how he didn't end up on that first list, but if he was on that first list, I think he would have made the top ten. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, this is, uh, this is interesting. I think both of our lists were surprising to each other relatively. Yeah. There were a few surprises there. Yeah. You know, 
for walk sure. On, walk-ons and punters. And yeah. You yeah. don't expect that. But again, yeah. you know, sometimes we all connect to different, different types of players. Definitely. And I think, yeah. I think that's why this was kind of a good, uh, you know, kickoff episode. Uh, no pun intended there with Matt McAfee, <laughs> but, uh, this was a good kickoff episode because, you know, we could, we could list, you know, my favorite athletes are Russell Wilson and yeah. Ichiro and Felix and Ken Griffey Jr. and Gary Payton. Like we could just do that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, these are guys that, I mean, you didn't, you didn't even know I was like a big fan of Pat Bev or, or, no, like I was, or if I was that big of a fan of the bartender, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I think, I think that was really interesting. I don't know. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Um, so I guess, I guess that, that kind of wraps it up. Um, yeah, would love to, would love to hear, hear who your favorites are. Yeah, definitely. So I think this will be up on my Twitter and your Facebook. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't, I, so yeah, it, this will be up. If you know us, you know, you'll see <laughs> you'll that on our social it. media. Shout out to my Twitter at Mason Charles Co. Um, I'm going to be tweeting, I think a little bit more off there. Uh, you know, more, a lot more sports stuff. Also, if you're listening to this, I, I don't know why you'd be listening to this still, but, um, <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah. So just follow, follow us there. Um, go ahead. I think, comments will definitely be turned on on the youtube so if you guys want you know for whatever you know leave feedback um don't just don't just shit on us please but if you have constructive criticism let us know we know that probably the audio wasn't perfect or the video we probably said um and like a lot you could probably hear us go a ton so so uh yeah just you know we'll we'll hear that kind of stuff but if you want to if you have some constructive criticism for us we'd love to hear it um and then do you want to shout out anything I do have a little bit of breaking news. Breaking news. Sort of. Okay. Not really. Yeah. Um, but I do have a, a novel coming out. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. Um, it is actually available now from the publisher, which is lulu.com. That's L-U-L-U.com. Lulu.com? Yeah. It'll soon be available on uh, Amazon and, and Barnes and & Noble and places like that. Uh, we're probably a couple weeks away from, from being there, so it'll be... Who knows uh, with all the stuff going on. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, electronic uh, version, you can get that. Um, and, uh, and also I need to the read that. Cover. I haven't even read it. I know. I, I, to, yeah, I yeah. need to read it. Uh, you can wait for the hardcover to come out. True. True, yeah. yeah. Um, I know a guy who can get you one. <laughs> yeah, so, so check that out. You got nothing better to do right yeah, now. Seriously. So you might as well read a book Y'all got listen time, to our podcast. Y'all got time to read and listen <laughs> to this, so there's no excuse, really. Um, no, but seriously, uh, if you if you have made it this far, I mean, shout out yeah, to you. Yeah, thank you. you. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, again, leave some comments, stuff you like, stuff you didn't like. If there's anything you want us to talk about in the future, we have some ideas, you know, Seattle Sports Mount Rushmore. Um, that'll be more of just kind of the best players from Seattle. Yeah, we have some other ideas uh, in in the works for the pod, but you know, uh, just go ahead and yeah, let us know. Um, yeah, again, shout out to you guys. Uh, you. you know, if you're watching this deep in the future, shout out to you. Maybe you're watching this in you know 2022, and we've done a hundred episodes. Yeah, and and we're and we're reading ads now. Maybe that'd be great. Maybe, wow. Great. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. This was The Co-Show. See you next time.